Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Merry Clinchmas and welcome into the Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, presented by Alpha Supply and Solution right now. KitchenAid, buy more, save more event till the February 28th. Save 200 when you purchase any two, 300 when you purchase any three, or 400 when you purchase any four qualifying KitchenAid freestanding appliances. As always, finishers, I am your host, Adam London, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How's your ears? Oh, I'm stung, man. <laughs> uh, My bad. Really I, should, I should have warned you about that. enthusiasm yeah. for the playoff clinching uh. news. You know, what's uh, what's what's so funny about uh, this Mary Clinch, Clinchmas yeah. is uh, 89% of the teams in the league qualify for the playoffs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is the best uh, That is the best part. I always laugh. I'm like, ever since I moved here, I've seen playoff hockey in Moncton every year. Only two teams don't make it because yeah. I didn't. I wasn't here for the 16-17 year. They didn't make it. But, go, um, yeah, another year, another playoff thing. <laughs> like you've said many times, there wouldn't be a show. If we had to do it in that year where they lost 25 in a row. No, there there would have been some breaks. Yeah, We'll come back when you win a game. <laughs> yeah. 25 weeks later. Um, actually, I think it was 402 Productions on TikTok. I think that's who had it. Yeah. He had that game, and I watched that, and I was like, I can see why you guys were, like, you had it. They tied it. You got it again. Like, that was something. So, you know what's, what's so funny about that game? Mm-hmm. And God bless Jerry Green. One of the best play-by-play guys around. Did he ever botch that call? Because the goal that Moncton scored with whatever it was, 13 or 16 or 17, 18 seconds left mm-hmm. in that game against Sherbrooke, his call says it's Peltier that shot the puck when right. it was really Julian Tessier. Oh. He botched the call so bad. And huh. it's just every time you watch that replay, you're and he, he's like, Pelche, score! <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, it's Julian Tessier. He actually <laughs> shot the puck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you look back on that, and it's so funny because there was one that uh, I think Marty did last year where um, it was a very it was a it was a nice goal. I think it was Mercier on a breakaway, but he said somebody else's name. And yeah. it got it was one of those goals that made the you know the highlights of the week or what whatever top it was five or top, top five, 10, yeah. but it was a botched call because oh. he said the wrong name, and you're like oh no like that's like a moment like imagine the Pelche overtime winner against Ramuski if Tim Rosell would have said a different name <laughs> like you know the memorable like Such, memorable yeah. goals like that yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just a botched call yeah. uh, that's. That that one against Sherbrooke is probably I didn't even realize the worst. I didn't even realize that yeah. it was Tessier and Pelche, which yeah. I mean the old Coliseum they weren't definitely higher up there than they are at the uh, at the Avenir Center. And but. it's funny because Pelche wasn't even on the team at that point, so no, he must, he must yeah. have been thinking about another Pelche because I don't think Moncton had a Pelche on that, on team. that team. I can't again. It was the worst team. <laughs> In, in, in life, in life, yeah, and Moncton life for sure. <laughs> so for me to go and remember any of the players that were on that team, I can't. I just cannot do that. Um, I don't think there was a Pelche on the 2016-2017 Wildcats. You no. can. There was maybe, a Capanelli. I know that. There was a. There was Seager, McKenna, mm-hmm. Capanelli. There was Tessier, uh, Klima, Logan Johnston, Murphy, Talon, Cormier. Julian Tessier was the one that scored. Cam Askew. Yeah, th- those guys were all traded. Yeah, but like there was no Pelche on the team. Not even close. So I don't know how <laughs> Jerry Green came up with Pelche, um, and I'm pretty sure it was Pelche that he said. Um, but one of the worst botched Wildcats Oof, yeah. goal calls in in franchise history. That's tough. That's yeah. uh, especially when the guy's not on, even on the team. So maybe they're talking about him in the intermission, knowing that how bad they were going to be and the likelihood yeah. that they were. Going to maybe get him with the the Lafreniere, Pelche, and who's the other guy? Sam Poulin. Poulin, mm-hmm. and then who went to Baycomo? Nogare. Yeah, and he was four, right? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Don't ask me who was five. No, I, no, I can't can't think of. No, it. I can't think of it. Either. You probably couldn't even uh, think of the team. How was your uh, How was your long weekend, sir? How was your family day weekend? 
A lot of hockey. Yeah, um, a lot of hockey. You know, a lot of hockey. Um, there was uh, the Friday night, there was the game. Yeah. And Saturday was just more like a, just a chill, just a chill day. And uh, Sunday was the afternoon game. Monday was the afternoon game. So there really wasn't uh, wasn't much that went on. It was uh, it was just a relaxing day, you know. Saturday was probably I don't think I got out of my boxers until you know probably three o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. It's not bad. Walking around in the old undies and. <laughs> It's like that's a good Saturday though. It is, yeah. It's funny. I saw well a couple of me was like, man, I need that day off. I get so much done if I had that day off. Mm-hmm. Me gets that day off, doesn't get out of his boxers till three in the afternoon. <laughs> 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 or, or the other one was uh, Frank the Tank back in old school oh, yes. when it came out twenty years ago, and you were like, he's like, oh, it's a good little Saturday plan. We got Bed Bath and Beyond. We're gonna maybe the little Home Depot. Go look for some paint. And I'm like, <laughs> that's that's how to. That's adulting right now. Like that is a good Saturday, and that's exactly what Layla and I did. I worked until noon on Saturday, and then we headed up to old Hala Francisco and mm-hmm. um, went into IKEA. And guess how much money we spent at IKEA, Mister Boucher? Um, Keep in mind we haven't been there in like two years. I hope zero. Yeah, but. Five hundred. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> Would you get we, Swedish meatballs? No, we went up, and she bought a little plant for the uh, the thing outside. Like our, oh yeah number thing outside right um we went up to look at the bed frames because we had an eye on a, on a oh, bed yes. frame there and thank god we didn't buy it and ship it because once we got up there we're like that's not like it looks cheap like, ikea furniture is like, is a marriage it's, tester it is a marriage tester waiting to happen yeah. i you know we're it's... at the point where if we buy it she puts it together uh-huh. and i don't have to do a thing yeah. because <laughs> it's if you want to for all the couples out there mm-hmm. You want to test your relationship? Go build, to IKEA. Build something from IKEA from scratch. Yeah. Good luck. No. Not or even that. or Jisic, whatever that store is in Alberta. Or I don't know if they have Walmart, them out here, but anywhere's. Yeah. Where? But especially it's IKEA. If you want to made, test your relationship. Yeah. Cheaply made material. Yeah. Don't just pay the fifty bucks to get it delivered and assembled. <laughs> yeah. No. One hundred percent. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, nice little trip to Halifax to mm-hmm. the Barrington Hotel. I don't think it was any relation to Andrew, but um, it was it was different going down there when they had four feet of well, yeah four feet of snow and we have literally, literally nothing. nothing. Yeah. I'm just like I, this is so so weird, but it was it was a good trip downtown. Mm-hmm. Didn't do a whole lot. Went to the Blue Nose for the first time restaurant. That was pretty good. Yep. Um, if for anyone that worries about parking at the Avenir Center. <laughs> I said this on the live yesterday. Just take a little trip ski down to Hala Francisco and park for a hockey game. And then come back here Nightmare. and complain about a parking. It's just... Oh, yeah. I think we drove around for 20 minutes. If you were staying at the Barrington. I would have just walked. Well, we had left because we didn't. We were going to be charged for parking. Oh, yes. Okay. And so we were like... And this was at... We checked out at 12, so we had time. So we figured, well, it's an afternoon game. We'll get parking. We went down to the market... And by the time we got there, we're like, we were going to pay for parking and then walk around for 10 yeah, minutes yeah, and turn yeah, around yeah. and go back to the rink. And by the time we turned around and went back for the rink, we ended up just pay- just staying at the hotel that we were at. But, um, yeah, nowhere to be found. I, I couldn't do it. They had a pretty healthy, they had a pretty healthy crowd there Saturday they did. Sunday, too. So They did. It's a it's an event. It's a, I'll probably get into it uh, in a little bit. But it's uh, it was quite the event. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time there. The score made it much easier to enjoy. Oh, okay. uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that soon. Um, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Monk to Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast. And like we explained on the live to our friend Kyle, we do have a YouTube page. You can go there. You can like. You can subscribe. You can hit the bell. You'll be notified when the podcast post games come out as well when the podcast comes out. Here is our quick question from our good friend, Ryan. Hey. Ryan here. My question for you guys is, what do you think of Grenier on how he stepped up from the start of the season to now? Well, look, look um, I, I've always been pretty hard on him uh, when it comes to, you know, I, yeah, I'll, I'll admit I thought he was going to be my, you know, whipping boy for, yeah. for this season. Uh, but, uh, 
he's quietly had a very, very good season. And, uh, yeah, there has been some times where, you know, like everybody does, there's the, you know, the, the bakery. Mm. The bakery opens up. And, yeah. But offensively, I don't think you could ask for anything more from him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he is the highest scoring defenseman from well no because I, w- I wouldn't say that that's I was gonna word that incorrectly that I realized <laughs> what I was gonna say but I think if you look at the first round mm-hmm. I think it was um, Jordan Jordan Turingi that was also a first round pick yeah. well he's also got he's got more points than uh, there we go your mic was turning, that's why I couldn't oh, hear you. Oh, there we go. All right, there we go. So he's got more points than uh, Jordan Turingi this season. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think a lot of us, considering the rookie season that Turingi had, I don't think we expected to see that three, you know, two years later. Uh, so I don't think you can really complain. And I think it was, uh, which game was it where he had that backhand flip off the glass that led to a scoring opportunity. Oh. Was it the Gatineau game or the Quebec game? It was recently. I think it was the Quebec game in Quebec. Yeah. But he just, yeah. he banked it off the glass on his backhand. Things we were looking for last year. And it literally led to a goal. Like that that got the puck out of the zone and led to a rush, which led to a goal. I, I have never, I haven't seen him make a better play in his three years here in Moncton. Like that was pro- next level skill mm-hmm. uh and i mean give me more of that yeah uh admittedly i'm i'm the same as you we've had many conversations up in the booth um and look we've said it to each other his play from inside the red line offensively is fantastic he's got 10 points in the nine games this month he's got an eight point uh or a six point streak going right now um and he's playing power play one. Yeah. And you talk about that play where he flipped it off the glass and out. That was probably the best play until that tying goal Sunday where he kept that puck in. Yeah. And not only kept it in on a bouncing puck, kept it in and was able to spin around and get it over to Forte Jondron yeah. on side. A lot of guys rush it. It ends yeah. up kind of rolling off their stick. He was able to get it over to him. Um, I don't think we get a point in that game if he doesn't make that play. Um, admittedly, I mean, he, he came here as the, as the piece in the Dao trade, instead of a first round pick, he came here as the first round pick mm-hmm. and had a pretty good season, but then they drafted Moran and Moran just took off offensively. And I think Grenier very much got overshadowed by that, especially playing in that bottom pair. But, you know, we've had some chats and, and we've had some, some chatter about, uh, you know, better defenseman in the league than him right now and, and looking towards having him in the league and or on the team and um he's just been a very good player quietly a goal nine assists ten points in the month of february he's stepped up and i think it's has a lot to do with the added uh the added ice time on mm-hmm. that power play yeah and no. and being able to play that power play one when moran has had a bit of a tough stretch no for sure he's he's really progressed i mean yeah like you look it's 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 He's got 10, point, 10 points in the month of February, <laughs> and he only had three points in the entire month of January. Yep. You know, that's like if – And I didn't even realize it until I was looking through stats today and, like, the league stats of, uh, like, point streaks. Mm-hmm. He's up there. Sump's up there. Denway is up. I'm like, Grenier has got eight points and what? Yeah. A six-game point streak? Like, yeah. I, you would have never known. That's what happens when you, when you let a – when you let an offensive defenseman be an offensive defenseman, there's going to be success. Yeah. You know, imagine if the Colorado Avalanche suddenly told Kale McCarr, uh, "We want you to be uh, more defensive." Yeah. It would be they'd be a completely different team. Yeah, you know, you've you've you have to allow your players to play to you know their abilities, uh, and I think that's you know, God love love the Flames, but you know I think you you, you gotta let you gotta let Mariah loose here. Mm. You know, you gotta let him start playing his game. Uh, to to get to get the numbers back up where they should be, yeah, I'm all about developing a defenseman to be a defense, but they take a lot longer than a forward. 
That's like the Islanders telling uh, Dobson not to play yeah. offensively when he was mm-hmm. playing with Miranda. Yeah. Right? Like that it, it took him a while to get going with his game. Just let these guys play. And, and I think the big thing is they, they allowed Grenier to a little bit of a bigger role. I think when he got on to power play one with Moran in the lineup, mm-hmm. that is when he kind of took over. And uh, him and a- AFG have been a pretty good pair. Yeah. This last, uh, this last four players I've taken off. Yeah. I mean, we went on a big rant last week about you know, accountability <laughs> and certain guys maybe watching a game from, from the stands. Uh, we held the players accountable. Really yeah. starting to eat our words a little bit since that. Cause I mean, Forte Jandron's on a ripper right now. And which and, is fine. We had a lot of that in the first couple of years yeah. of this show. We couldn't get a pro, uh, prediction, right? If that's what it takes to get this team on, on some wins, I'm good with it. But yeah, well, like both him, um, we've we're we're holding other players accountable. We'll talk about one that is being held almost too accountable mm-hmm. um, a little bit later. But yeah, no, that's a great uh, that's a great question, Ryan. And he's one of those players where he's quietly um, turned it up and and, and should get uh, a little bit more playing time and more than likely going to stick with that power play one right now mm-hmm. uh, for the foreseeable future. Don't make a change. Nope. All right, let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Shakutami uh, debuted some nice new jerseys. Um, I, I've always liked their uh, their jersey, especially that gray one. Um, it's nice, but they've got the uh, the orange coming out. New, brand new logo. Uh, they're having their first Nations night tomorrow versus Victoriaville. Debuting the jerseys. Um, it's just something I I are they the first ones in the queue? Uh, no, uh, Kate Breton. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, Kate Breton's uh, had it. one, uh, but maybe this though. season or last season. Um, but other than them, I I, I think they might be the first Quebec team. Yeah, I believe they they probably are. Like, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing a, a Quebec team. Uh, you know, in honoring Indigenous cultures and First Nations cultures, and uh, other than than Cape Breton, so it's good on uh, it's good on them. And you know, it's uh, <laughs> I don't want to bring it up, but uh, you know, they've come a long way in uh, in, in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, and anybody who's I'm... listening to this show will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was gonna say you could probably just go find that out if you just yeah. want to just, yeah. just Google that. Um... Just search on Google Ted Nolan Shakutami. <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking that's, about. That's all you need to know. Okay, perfect. Ted Nolan. Okay, cool. Um, it's fu- it's funny, though, like watching all the Oilers games. It's not funny, but you watch I the NHL games. The huh? I wish it was funny watching yeah, the Oilers. Yeah, it started out being funny watching the Oilers. Yeah. Um, the Oilers, the Jets, the Flames, a lot of the teams, they do the land recognition. Yep. They did the land recognition for the top prospects game. Yeah. But we don't do that for the Wildcats. Mm. And, and the... When they opened the building, they literally incorporated the First Nations yeah. into the ceremony, mm-hmm. and that was about as much as you can get. I, I don't know why it's not done more. Um, I it think should it, be done it, more. it should be done more. Um, it should be part and part. It, it's so simple. You just put a video up, mm-hmm. thirty seconds. The Oilers, like, mm-hmm. and I say the Oilers because I watch them all the time. You watch the Flames all the time. Before the anthems even come up, they just acknowledge the land they're on, and yeah. that's it. It's just a yeah. simple video. They went to practice in Elsie uh, Booktook and on, you know, and, and had a practice at their at their new arena, and you know that would have been an excellent opportunity for you know um, NHL legend Everett Senapass to you know to record a land acknowledgement mm-hmm. for it to be played, you know, at uh, before each uh, before each game, and it's. Uh, it wasn't done. It would be nice if it was done in in the future. No, next season would be nice. Yeah. And uh, that's just maybe for anybody listening that has a, a leg up or some push within the organization to maybe get that uh, get that done. Because you're right. You know, it's uh, when you're playing in an arena like like we have, it should be easily something incorporated before you know before the national anthem every game. Yep. Yeah, and you've you've had back to back pride nights mm-hmm. in the years. Now it's start to, time to start incorporating this. Um, but uh, yeah, let's hope it's something that we have coming down the pipe. Uh, former Moncton Wildcat defenseman Samal Lakut, uh, and 
Genevieve Servette. What? I don't know. Where's the team? Oscar Mayer winner? <laughs> Genevieve Servette. That's the team he plays Genevieve for. Genevieve Servette. Yeah, I butchered that. Beats Skelefeta Ak of Sweden. So the champion, the Champions he Hockey League. Skelefia. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Um, the CHL Champions Hockey League. Their semifinals were like three weeks ago, eh? Yeah. And it took like a month to have this one game final. Not even like seven games, but they ended up beating them, uh, winning the championship. Some players on uh, on his team, Valtteri um, Fiopila from the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. Uh, he plays plays with them. There's one other one that they I get some Q players on that team. Players. There could be. Where's the roster? Oh, lineups. There we go. A big word that says lineups. Um, yeah, Valtteri Fiopila plays uh, Marc-Antoine Pouliot. Martin Zikals played for Ruin Aranda. All right. He was a hero. Daniel Winnick was a former NHLer. Uh, probably a few different ones. Simon Lacoute. Simon Lacoute. And I thought there was one. Oh, Josh Juris. I know he played in the NHL. Oh, yes. So. Wasn't. Uh, oh, no. That was in Sweden. Never yeah. Axel Sandin Pelica. <laughs> so, congratulations to him on uh, one of those players that I remember on one of our shows with uh, with Chris. We talked about 20-year-olds coming back, and I banged the table for Simone Lacoute to come back. And he had an impact in that first half. Um, so, good for him on, uh, on winning that championship. For those uh, that are listening, you go to their Instagram, G-E-N-E-V-E-S-E-R-V-E-T-T-E. That's power play in the world. Is it? Yeah. That's what they, on their Instagram, they brag about having the best power play in the world. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, go look at some of their stories and their their uh, posts. Like That looks like a hell of a fun atmosphere yeah. to go to any of those. And you see it at the uh, the Spangler Cup and stuff like that. But to see a home game, go look at their story. Like They had a full-on drum line yeah. in, in like a uh, covered thing that I can't, the word's escaping me right now, but... Yeah, it just looks like a fun atmosphere to go play in Switzerland. So, um, I enjoyed their brag about saying they have the best power play in the world. That is something to <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that flat out is amazing. We have the best power play in the queue, but to have the best power play in the world, yeah. congratulations! Uh, all right, QMJHL team of the week: Olivier Hood from Cape Breton, two games, three goals, two assists. Justin Char- Charbonneau, uh, Blaineville, three games, three goals, four assists. Igor Gorionov from Victoriaville, two games, three goals, one assist. Xavier Vanu from Armada, three games, one goal, four assists. Petrus Boulens from Shakutami, three games, two goals, one assist. Riley Mercer from Johnville, 2 0, 9.55 save percentage and 1.5 goals against average. The player of the week, Justin Charbonneau. So finally, a player that didn't play Moncton didn't make the uh, oh, team. Oh, Olivier Hood? No, it was Charbonneau. He's got the yellow around. Oh, him. but there's always a player. Oh yeah, there's always a player that plays Moncton uh, on that. But it finally, it wasn't the player yeah, of the yeah, week that was uh, yeah. that played Moncton. That was a good good time to uh, to break that streak. All right, let's finally talk about this team after some wins. This should be much more exciting. Uh, let's get the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. Wildcats go two zero. Two one and one on the weekend, bringing the record to thirty seventeen four and three for sixty seven points on the season, which is good enough a to clinch a playoff spot. Like I said off the top, second in the Maritimes, still holding on to that, and still hanging on to third in the conference, which would be a first round playoff series with Shakutami. Um, what do we got here? Uh, an encouraging Family Day weekend. Um, after the Cape Breton, we just forget about that Cape Breton one. Um, I know we, we can't forget about it. I know we'll get there, but. No, when you wait, 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 wait. We have to recap that game, but we have to do it in 32 seconds or less, or the Eagles will <laughs> score three goals on us. Yeah. I was going to get to that after uh, after saying on the weekend when we play like we can play, we are tough to beat. But yeah, Wednesday, um, just the Wildcats were in this, and then the franchise record of three goals in 32 seconds in the second period. And we were talking to each other when so that happened, and just not only is that probably an Eagles franchise record, it's got to be close to Q. It's probably a Wildcats record for the fastest three goals allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was um, different. Um, I don't really know 
we'll have to no, say about I, that. I felt bad on the last one because it went off Warren's glove and up over top of him and behind him. Like just yeah. one of those those freak plays. I mean, ninety eight percent of the time he's gonna catch that puck and it's not gonna be a big deal. The the thing I wondered about is you had the two goals in twenty six seconds. Where's the timeout? Two goals, twenty six seconds, timeout, settle the team down. Sure, you may have been scored in the next seven seconds for a franchise rec- record again, but call the timeout, settle the group down. You, you, we talk about this being a young team, young team, young team. Well, two goals in 26 seconds, that's the perfect time to call a timeout and settle them down. Yeah, but at the same time, it's uh, how often have we seen timeouts used uh, in recent years? So I think he gets a per diem bonus when he keeps them. Uh, just keeps them and then trades them in at the end of the year. It's part of a bonus. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, that's that's basically that sums up the game. You yeah. know, it's uh, as much as uh, giving up three goals that fast sucks. You also have to rely on a save here or there. Yeah, and it just uh, it didn't happen. And you know, there's. We we saw that game and we were like, oh, you know, here we go again. You know, it's it's gonna be one of those weeks. And you know, you got uh, you look at you were like, oh, yeah, you got a winnable game against Gatineau. And I felt really, I felt bad. I felt miserable going into that game against Gatineau. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's what happens when you play against Cape Breton. Well, it's, it starts to wear on you too when yeah. you've got eight of ten and you're in a game. <laughs> You're leading, and then boom, yeah, it's it's yeah. over. And yeah. in the second period, and you just know that they're the wheels fell off. The wheels, yeah, they fell off. But you know, most times this year, I think they're two and something, two and twelve after when they don't have the lead after forty. But when they give up three goals in thirty seconds, yeah. you know they're not coming back. It does not matter. They yeah, changed goaltenders, which was nothing on. Warren, I think if it would have been the other way, they probably would have changed goaltenders the other way. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get to the Gatineau game on Friday, and it was just like our season. I said to you, that's about as good as I've seen in the first period, and then as bad as I've seen in the second period, which really is quite normal now. They went from out shooting them 12 to 8 to 10 to 3, and then took the game over, shoot, out shooting them 15 to 3. And if not for a high stick goal, the game's tied 2 2 after. Uh, 40 minutes yeah and i think we i think connor treadham said it best himself like when he scored that goal that was you know that's a late goal that changes yeah. the momentum and i and honestly if i don't think he gets that goal i don't think we win the game no you it's, know it's it's yeah. gatineau would have been controlling the third period and that was um that was a gut punch to to them and so i think it was uh that was nice to see us gut punching someone instead of being well, gut that's punched. true that's true. It was it was a very I mean that's it was a needed goal and you it's funny to say that but I mean it's almost like, you know, if you look at where things have been recently, you could almost call it, you know, maybe one of the bigger goals of the year. Yeah. Uh if if you want to look at it that way from someone who doesn't score very often. So, nope. And that's what that's how you're going to have success in the Latter parts of the season in the playoffs, you need to get scoring from. It's going to be scoring by committee, because once you get into the playoffs, you know there's matchups are going to loom bigger than what they do in the regular season. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be this line against this line, that line against that line, uh, and if you can get your fourth line going, and uh, it went going, Sean Carrier was was contributing offensively in these games as well. Like those are. These these are guys that uh, probably going to need to step up a little bit, and mm-hmm. if, if they can, you know, if that third line and fourth line get going, it's uh, it's it could be a very promising. You know, other, what do we got? 12, 12 games left, something like something that. Something like that. Uh, it, it, that could be the difference in these next, uh, you know, these next twelve. And I think that's why um, Collard's kind of been the, why they split the MCL lineup. As I said about a month ago, our top six I would have put up against any top six in the league, and but it was our bottom six that we needed to come to come back to give us some some juice. And I think Collard with some you've seen him kind of take off. Um, 
Trent Holm has scored when he's needed to, but you've got some balance down the lineup. And even even Gabe and uh, Trent Holm and Sumpf, I think it was, that line, like they were, what are they, plus 44 or something like that, plus 24. Um, you're getting the balance. They just weren't getting the W's in, in Quebec. And they had lead, They were tied against Baycomo. They had the lead against Drummondville. So there, there was signs of it. Um, but what I took away from this one um, going into the weekend, I think if you ask a lot of fans and asked you, it was a, you weren't excited over a random win over Gatineau <laughs> when you had the weekend coming up with Halifax, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if you ask fans, you got two games against the Mooseheads, how many points do you think you'll get? If you ask 100, I think 90 of them would say one, if that, right? And I, and and if to me it felt like that one was like the St. John. They got that random seven nothing victory over St. John, and then they went on the road and lost the next four. Yeah, like that's that's what this felt like. Luckily, we was wrong. Um, the trend continued uh, for the road teams having success in this season series. Uh, Moncton had an eight two thumping of the of the Mooseheads, and then 24 hours later. Tough, tough loss uh, in overtime. Um, it, it's crazy how, as good as they looked on the road, where everything went right early on in that one, um, everything kind of went wrong. And it, 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 it. You look at both games, and it was special teams. They were three for five in Halifax. They couldn't do anything wrong. They had puck movement. They moved Sump into the bumper position. Um, they used him as a decoy for a pass on his first goal. And then you look at the Halifax game. We can kind of put these two together. Um, they spot a team, a 3 nothing lead. They fight their ass off to come back. But special teams was a sucked the life out of them in this one. Yeah, uh, you're damn right. Uh, considering they spent almost 50% of the third period on the man advantage. You, know, you get a four-minute power play, and then you get a five-minute power play. And Halifax has more chances on the five-minute power play. Yeah, and it's it's just, you know, that was probably the most frustrating thing about it for me is you gave them the better op- the better chances, and you did nothing to take mm-hmm. advantage of nine minutes on the power play when you were probably would have had three or four power play goals the night before if you had nine minutes of, of power yeah. play time, you know, which is, it was a tale of two teams. Um, the funny thing is that Sunday game, it's crazy how strong Halifax came out in the first two minutes. I think they had four mm-hmm. quality shots on Steinman. Yeah. Warren. Steinman. Steinman played both. Yeah. In the first two minutes of those games. I think it was Catafor who missed. It was either Catafor or Reynolds who missed an open net on a breakaway. Or on a deke. From, the puck came from behind the net. He's wide open. Went to go to the backhand. The puck just goes off his off his stick. Yeah. The first two minutes they had four quality scoring opportunities. Yeah. And then it was just like. Huh? Yeah. Collard got disappeared. Sump got that kind of alley-oop type play and he was in alone and um the puck was behind Milner before he moved and then it almost seemed like Halifax kind of fell apart and took three straight penalties against mm-hmm. the top power play in the league um and that was kind of what did them in and I texted producer Kyle about the game and uh I said he said how are you feeling and I was like oh you know I'm nervous because it's three nothing and it's a hell of a start but there's still 40 minutes left. I wasn't unnervous until 9:25 in the second period when OJ made it six to one, because you just <laughs> you just know that, and it's happened before on both sides. Remember Halifax got up four nothing last year, and we came all the way back and won five four. The very next day, Halifax got up three nothing, four nothing, and we ended up coming all the way back and almost won it again. So yeah. when you get up that early, as good as it feels. And they had a high stick that was uh, taken away. Pretty sure Sumpf had a hat trick. I'm pretty sure that one his shot in the third period went past uh, Milner. Um, like through the net? No, like it It looked like it hit the crossbar, but from our vantage point in the, in the booth, 
the net moved. So I don't know if the net moved because the puck hit the crossbar so hard, but um, like it could have been ten to one. But at three to one, when when Reynolds scores that goal and gets their crowd going, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I, we're, I honestly, we're in for I, we're in for a show. Here we go. You just I, at five one, I was like, okay, next goal wins. <laughs> you know, I was I had that mindset because yeah. I was like, they're somehow going yeah. to blow this. Yeah. And well, you know what it was for me when we got up two nothing, and the high stick goal. It was three was goals on it was, it was yeah. three goals on five shots at that point. They get the timeout for the media timeout. Russo's coming in. Then it's no goal. So I and I even said to Leo, I'm like, perfect. No goal. And Russo's coming in. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna shut the door. This is and then we scored again. And then they scored and then we continued to go. But it just you can't feel secure when we're playing Halifax. when we're playing Halifax, home or away. And I'm sure their fans felt the same way at three to one, yeah. four to one. They're like, just get the next one. Just get the next one. Yeah. And that's you. I didn't feel safe either until it was six one. Yeah. You know, I literally yeah. it was like okay five one. I was like, why do I not feel confident? <laughs> and then Oje made six one. Okay, okay, we're good. Yep, we're yeah, good. that's when upstairs. That's when I went upstairs to start cooking <laughs> supper because I was like, okay, so we're good. Yeah, we're good. Um, and then Sunday it was the same thing. Like at four nothing, which is completely opposite. At four nothing, I'm like. Well, this one's over. I don't know if we're going to interview anyone. We might as well go home. This thing's going to get to eight, nine, nothing. Um, you knew Russo was going to be better. Yeah, like you can get six past him. He's going to have an off night. He wasn't starting, but I did like what they did, where they didn't put him out in the third period. Mm-hmm. Giving up six goals, he was likely going to start the next game. Yeah. You're not letting Moncton continue to put pucks past him, which in the first period, this when it's green, don't shoot here. Just like Miles Mueller's corners are your babies. Mm-hmm. Put them up in the corners, and then you give it, you give that guy the ability to make easy saves. You're gonna have a tough night. Yeah, like Brent DeBorn said, he's a world class goaltender. Yeah, and it's that's that's what I mean. You gotta. He's not a goalie. You gotta make a move. He's athletic, but if you make a move, he's gonna be tough. Yeah, you know, it, he's he's a goalie that's gonna be playing a lot down the stretch and a lot in the playoffs. I think fatigue is going to catch up to him. And, you know, if you're a team that's facing Halifax in the first round and into the second round, you have to capitalize on that. He's World Juniors, you know. Long playoff run last year. Long playoff run last year. World Juniors. Uh, he's he's going to be tired. You know, it's uh, – you've goalies probably lose 5 to 10 pounds a game. Yeah. And you've, you've got you've to gotta make them work. You've got to – you gotta get at him and, and put shots from every direction. Just don't not in the logo. Yeah, that's uh, he had 70, 70 games last year, mm-hmm. forty nine, and then twenty one in the playoffs. He's had thirty four of their fifty three this year. Plus juniors, plus world juniors. Um, Steinman last year. Now we they didn't go all the way to the final, but he played fifty two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he did play quite a bit last year too. But at some point, and it might not be round one, but if you can stretch Halifax to seven and then into that second round, I mean, at some point you, you might be able to catch him on more, more if not, but that's why these next games. And I wish we played the division, uh, the Eastern division, was it Eastern so that we could take care of Ramuskis and Shakutamis who are chasing us. <laughs> but that, you know, we asked coach, or I, yeah, we asked coach Heptich about, do you look at, the schedule do you scoreboard watch do you kind of take care of your own your own game and and 100 you take care of your own game but this i worry about moncton falling out of home ice advantage um because you got ramuski chasing three points behind cape breton six points behind we're gonna play cape breton a few more times but you need that third seed for no other reason than I feel better playing Halifax in round two than Baycomo in round two. I don't necessarily think we're like, I'm not saying we're going to beat Halifax and that's why I want them in round two. And I'm not going all Leafs and we want Florida, but based off the season series, I have a little bit more confidence taking on Halifax than I do Baycomo in that second round as a three seed instead of four. You know what? I disagree. Yeah. I think Baycomo is, is, 
a more favorable matchup. Uh, only on the basis of a, I'm not very high on Gravel uh-huh. as a goalie. Um, you know, one of their best defensemen, Emil Schwinnard, you know, is is out. Is out. Um, and other than their top six, there's not much there. Right. And it's it's going to be a very yes. The Bullard brothers are very good, but they have no playoff experience. And I think that's going to be one of those things that maybe doesn't necessarily come back to haunt them, but I think it's it's going to be a weakness of theirs going into the playoffs. So I think I'd rather play Baycomo in round two and than, than Halifax. Hmm. And that one would be a 2-3-2, two, two, so all you got to do is steal. Done one, one, oh, yeah, and, and yeah, you have that playoff success up there, so maybe that creeps in. And you look at the matchups, again, month and a half or month away Bay Como against Charlottetown that's tough that's tough. a tough draw for that Bay is, Como that's what I mean like Halifax Bathurst is a tough draw as well I no. think the worst case scenario right now for Moncton would be somehow ending up with Cape Breton in round one 100% like that I'm I'm sorry but we said this last year we want nothing to do with them I'm out yeah you know I am out yeah no I like no. The, the like it's 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 weird how these two the, years the are mirroring will each be, other. We'll be using their new sponsorship with. We'll be putting their new sponsorship with the bunker to good use there for playing Cape Breton yeah. round one. Wasn't that you two know, years ago? They we'll had be a out golf before course. the new Taylor Swift album is released. Yeah, you won't get birthday hockey again. Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, that's that's a matchup. I, I same as last year. I wanted, and I'll probably be doing that on Twitter as we go and having the standings go because last year I wanted K Breton ran our show mm-hmm. all year and they, they do it again and well, they haven't run our show like they did last year, but they are just, we have difficulty with them, yeah. whether it's here or there. And I don't know if it's the way Robitaille has them going or the, just it's the travel or what it is, but there's something with that team that we just don't have success. So the, mm-hmm. It's crazy. The, the way these two years are mirroring each other, of a hot start, a big losing streak. Now we've won two of or three of two of two, two of four, I guess. <laughs> and we don't want to play Cape Breton. No, no, don't want. I don't want anything to do with them. Like if they, I mean, like oh, I'm even worried about playing Bathurst. You know, I'm worried about playing. I'm worried about playing anyone in our division. Charlotte. Like you play so many games against your division. This is why. Yeah. I wish that the schedule and hopefully it comes down as a little bit more balanced and we, we'd have a chance to play a Ramuski, Shakutami, Quebec one more time out of that Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. play Bay Como three times. So, you know, that's a four point swing. We can, if we beat Ramuski, we don't have to worry about it. If, you know, less games against your division because that just yeah. gives them more opportunity um, to have success against us. Yeah. I'm. I know it's still po- very possible we play Cape Breton in round one. Uh, Brent DeBorn won't thinks they're going to match up. And I'm not going to get into playoff predictions. No. We got right, time for that. Right now. But I'm telling you. Like I said. <laughs> We're not going to get into it, but that, yeah, silence, uh, that silence speaks speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. Um, getting into yesterday, it was good to see Sean Carrier get a goal. After his ass was benched for one mistake, one, and I, he's on the Mercier trajectory, uh, which is fine. Mercier has turned into a really good player, but I don't know how your sixth overall pick is sitting in the middle of the bench, separating the forwards and the defensemen after making one mistake on, I believe, the second Catafort goal. Um, good on him for responding, mm-hmm. but. There's a guy on the back end that made a few mistakes in overtime on the Levesque breakaway um, that can, and he had three assists, so maybe points trumps that. He is one of the top defensemen, but man, we want the players to be held accountable, but at some point you have to hold both sets accountable, whether it's a fourth line forward, a top line forward, a fourth line or a third line D or a top D. Yeah. You have to hold them accountable 
all of them. You're right. I don't. I don't get it. I don't even. Was he benched or was he hurt or? Nope. He was flat out benched. Flat out benched. Okay. Yeah. He went. He sat down in the the fighter role, the old uh, goon oh, yes. role, yeah, yeah, where you yeah. sit between the forwards and the defenseman, and you're the break, so people know who's coming out next. Um, because the second shift, it was uh, Lounsbury, Trenholm, and then Cormier, and then it was uh, Loshing, Trenholm, and Cormier. And once you get that, once Loshing gets on the fourth line, you know that someone's sitting down, and he sat the whole the rest of the second period or the rest of the first period. Yeah, that's. And I don't understand it. Gonna happen. He's sixteen, but hey, it's. Um... But he's not the only one to make mistakes. I know. It's a, it's a weird way to. Hold players accountable. Yeah, and uh, well, that's just that's how things are going to be. Then that's how things are going to be. You're going to have to learn from your mistakes. And yeah, good on him for. I, uh, I just worry, Jeremy, that he doesn't want to be here next year. Oh, he's going to be. You know here. what I mean? Like his just... brother. His brother plays on this team. Didn't weigh it. Oh. <laughs> that took me a minute. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, I got. It. His brother. His, yeah. They're brothers. He's, yeah. No, I'm saying. brothers. Yeah. Uh, no, I got you. He's going to be back. He's going to be fine. He's going to have a bigger role next year. He's probably going to score 20 goals yeah. next year. That's my prediction. Yeah. He's going to have just, a nice... Uh, all the way up to the top. I just I just hope he'll, that... He'll break his... He'll have more goals next season by Christmas Day as a season. Perfect. That's all I. Uh, that's all I want to see. You don't think there's going to be any discipline on Catafore? Eh? Any supplementary? Mm. I personally don't. I think the game was enough. Well, you know, we were sitting next to the uh, the Mooseheads brass up there. Uh, yeah. You know, Monday. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a. Sh- it was a shoulder. It's a shoulder. Shoulder to the, head. to the head. Yeah. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? Just let him skate by when he when he puts his when he skates and puts his head down and you just let, let him skate by. I've never heard. Three guys be so damn excited over an overtime goal. Yeah. Than those three. Yeah. Cam Russell. Allie McDonald. Allie McDonald and Joey Paracone. Yeah. Because A, Cam Russell's like, sweet, I don't have to fire my coach. Because <laughs> uh, according to Andrew Barrington, there's going to be another coach fired before the end of the season. <laughs> I think according to half of and Moose Jim, Country after Sunday Jim night. Jim Midgley's the candidate. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were quite excited, uh, and from a Wildcats fans' standpoint, I think we are happy to get a point. Yeah, you know, after being down four nothing, that's I think that's the easiest way to really sum up that game and to sum up the weekend to get three out of four points. Yeah. When I think if you ask a hundred fans how many points they thought the Wildcats would get, five is five or six. One, five or six in a in. In three games in, in four days, I think is uh, is very good. Yep. And, and now, um, and now it shifts to a tough week against Bathurst tomorrow night or tonight, I guess it is. Um, and then back to back games against Charlottetown. Is this show coming out Thursday? Coming out Thursday. I can't put the producer under this oh, much pressure. Come on. We're recording on a Tuesday, man. What a slacker he Summer, is. You know, I, <laughs> if I hadn't tried to do it once, and this it was is bullshit. <laughs> it was yeah. You know what it is? The fans demand a Wednesday release. Um, no, I, it's coming out Thursday. So tonight against Bathurst, uh, who we've had trouble with the past two games. Um, and then a very... Just literally... Shut down the one line. Shut down their one line. Yeah. That's... It's not hard. Milos Rollins is six foot six. He's not... He's not nine foot six. Nope. Put Gabe Smith on him. Well, well, well I... Yeah. You want a player that needs to be held accountable for his unsportsmanlike? Look, I, I nothing against him going after Catafor for the hit. Nothing. No. Dylan McKinnon and him roughing it up—that's fine. But I, why would you take the extra ten? Let's just skate away, mm-hmm. let it happen. It is what it is. Um, but again, that comes back to the accountability. If some guys are allowed to make mistakes. Some guys are nailed to the bench when they make mistakes from the guy behind the bench. Uh, but these two teams in Bathurst and Charlottetown, you look at them and you're like, oh, well, you know, they're below us in the standings. Yeah, well, they're fighting for playoff spots and Charlottetown is uh, tracing Bathurst in the playoff race. So these two teams have something to play for. Um, a five-point advantage for Bathurst over Charlottetown. So there's no 
other than maybe St. John. These are all going to be tough games for the next month. Mm-hmm. Can't take them lightly. Nope. Uh, you know, you got. Uh, we've seen what can happen when you take Bathurst lightly. And we've seen what can happen when you take Charlottetown lightly. Yep. Uh, There's a game that I never feel confident in either. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, I think it goes back to, you know, our interview with Heptich. You know, it, it's, yes, the players have to, they have to be the ones to perform on the ice, but the coaches have to be the ones to make sure that they are playing 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's consistency is, is going to be so important down the stretch if you want to maintain where you are in the standings. Um, you know, we still we still have those two games in hand. I understand it's going to be tough to catch Halifax at this point, but um, there's, yes, there is still a chance we catch Halifax. Do I think it happens? No. Um, but I think we have to maintain, I think it's critical that we maintain third in, in the conference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you got to win the games that, um, that, that's, you're supposed to win, and because Cape Breton's probably got an easier schedule than we do this week. I think they play Bathurst twice and St. John once. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's you know they're. I know Lever had a monster game against Cape Breton on Monday. Need it again, bud. Need it again, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah. So we're gonna need. Uh, yeah, you're banging on Charlottetown. Going. They got a, three home games this weekend: Charlottetown, Bathurst, Bathurst. Yeah, so you're gonna need some. Uh, so that that little three-team series nice is little... gonna determine third, third oh, overall. Yeah. Like we we could be coming here next week, sitting in fourth. Yeah, or fifth, or fifth. What does yeah. Ramuski have? Uh, Ramuski has Baycomo. Oh my god! Okay. And Baycomo. Oh thank god! Okay. All right, All right Baycomo, okay. do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Row. Yeah, row. Yeah, oh. exactly. Well, um, you you look at the two teams coming in Charlottetown. Uh, they've won two in a row. Both Bathurst and Charlottetown are kind of struggling. Bathurst three and six in their last ten. Charlottetown's four and four in their last ten. But again, you can't look at the standings. You have to look at the opponent, and you have to take them seriously. You've been caught twice by Bathurst. You can never count Charlottetown out the way they play. They've taken us to overtimes and shootouts all year long. Um, so Bathurst tonight, one line, put Bo- uh, Bhutan out against that Rollins line. Yeah. Let, just let him shut down Rollins. Um, let that happen. Let the other guys. I know, I know you're not a big fan of, uh, of, of 63. Um, I am. Yeah. I am. I, he's, he's just, I think it's the, I think the doldrums of winter. He's just kind of struggling a little bit. I think he's probably had the best quiet other than Grenier mm-hmm. had a, has had a quiet season he's one of those guys mm-hmm. again first year in the league he's going to make mistakes but I don't notice him very much and I think that I think Bhutan with with him is I like that I, I like that I like that a lot yeah I, I don't know if it's maybe he's just kind of hitting a rookie wall mm-hmm. um, but the past couple games I've noticed he tries to force it up the wall yeah. a few times, like we saw last year, yeah. and we just kind of get in trouble. And that's just kind of bugs me because of the fact that so many times we can't get the puck out. I honestly, honestly, so I like think he's that, that's be... what it is. It's more the rookie wall that he's hitting, and he's just yeah. had a couple games where he struggled to get the puck out, and that's that'll happen. I think he's going to be a totally different player next season. Totally different. Yeah, I think, and playing with Bhutan will help mm-hmm. all year. That'll be. That'll be uh, that'll be big for him. Are you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show, sir? Uh, yeah, I, I am. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Eric Murray, realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Well, folks, here we are. Um, <laughs> another week, another day, another dollar. Speaking of dollars, oh, you know how to save money on groceries? Chef's plate. Um, <laughs> I gotta give it, man. I've tried all these these uh, little food delivery boxes things. This Hello Fresh and Chef's Plate, the red one, right? Yep, and good food and and Chef's Plate. I think Chef's Plate has saved my marriage. Um, 
<laughs> and I love you, honey. Uh, but we actually enjoy cooking together. You know, we do everything as a couple. Where if somebody's like, okay. you guys, you guys cook together? Yes. Like lovingly? Yes. Holy. Like tonight we made that. I showed you the picture. Oh, the steak. Oh, God, that looked good. The steak, steak and mushrooms. It was, it, was a, it was a truffle butter oh. steak with yeah. garlic mashed potatoes and roasted broccoli. This is brought to you by hashtag not a sponsor at all. And, you know, like God love her. She roasted the broccoli. She mashed the potatoes. But I was responsible for the steak. And I think I nailed it. Ramsey style? Ramsey style. Nice. You know, he's like, you based it. Yeah. You know, Daryl. I'm not allowed in the kitchen. No? No. Oh, God. We try to cook together? No. It's. So I think Chef's Plate is if you're in a loving relationship and you want quality time with your significant other, try these cooking boxes. Because I think they're really fun. Yeah. But don't assemble a bed frame from Ikea together. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a loving but relationship. cook together in the kitchen. Yeah, it's exactly. very romantic. <laughs> There's ample opportunities for butt slaps. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know? Like, good yes. job, honey. You know? Like, those those potatoes look real nice. Yeah. You know? Like, it's 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 a good opportunity to, to show your love uh, for for your partner. And, and... Uh, I, I, I enjoy I enjoy them. They're... they're I've actually figured it out mathematically. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh what? I don't know. It's actually, it costs us probably about the same amount of money on these food boxes than it does to buy groceries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well. Do you have the meal for two or the meal for three? Well, for four. I like to eat for two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, fair, <laughs> enough. fair enough. Um, I love it. I think instructions and everything. Uh, if anyone wants a code for a free box, just hit me up there. We'll get you a free box. And, you know, if it's, uh, I say free box with, there's always a, there's always a catch. Yeah. Always a catch. You got to pay shipping or you got to pay something like this. Yeah. But, uh, no, man, that truffle butter steak with, uh, with, uh, garlic mashed potatoes and roasted broccoli was, was damn good. And the other good part about it is when you finish with the, uh, the food box, you have the recipe to cook future. again exactly and yeah when we're done here i will go show you our binder of food box oh, deliveries binder <laughs> it's about yay thick oh. and we like we used to get those in calgary all the time yeah yeah, we, yeah they're great man i they're think so we good. we got to a point where it felt like we were running out of things to eat yeah and i love the variety yes like we got another one today and it was like spicy barbecue noodles i'm like oh ramen i love ramen <laughs> and there's like Spicy meatball. Oh, it's a spicy meatball. Spicy meatball. And there's like a pizza. And there's like this and that. I'm like, oh, I love these things. It's cheaper than new groceries. Thanks, Chef's Plate. (laughs) Hashtag not a sponsor. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506 863 8802. You know what else saves marriages? Beer. Twisted tea. <laughs> du vrai fusé. Oh, yeah. Fun. Uh, well, that brings us to the Wildcast World Cup of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Don't forget they have a loyalty card. When you book nine services, you get one free. If you want to take advantage of that, call the book appointment 506-830-1224 or book with them in person at 1224 Mountain Road. We talked about some of the players that were having good weeks. Um, I had a few choices coming into this show. Grenier's got a six-point streak. AFG's got a three-goal streak. Denway's got eight points in five games. But I'm going to the player that's averaging more point, more points per game this month. He's got 15 points in nine. He had seven points in the four games this weekend, including uh, two goals in Halifax. And like I said, I was pretty sure he should have had the third. Um, but they thought it was a crossbar. Either way, points in all four games. Wildcats Wildcat of the week is number 26. Some pump, Julius. Some. He didn't have uh, hockey cards growing up. No, I read that he was yeah. part of the uh, team community yeah. member thing. That's friend. But now he likes to trade them. Yeah, friend yeah. Uh, Stefan Paquette wrote about him. So, community moment. Oh yes. Which that seems a little weird that they didn't have hockey cards in Germany. Like, there's no hockey cards there. Drastical. Marco Sturm. 
Babui at a baby eats a boy. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, and that's the kind of that's the cooler thing about the uh, the Euro picks coming over and experiencing new things. He never had a hockey cards growing up. He gets to trade all the hockey cards, including with his uh, director of hockey operations, who almost has a full set of Tim Hortons training cards, Richie Tebow, which is in the article. Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, where was it? Here. I think we need a hockey card. I don't get it. Friend of, like Eric Murray. Mm-hmm. Like is selling two, three thousand dollar cards. And I'm just like if everybody has those, how do you buy and how do you sell those? It should I don't... be a Wildcast podcast hockey card. We can autograph them at the autograph table. That one time, one of these years, we're gonna, yeah, one of these times, we're gonna gonna show up, sit down at the table, yeah, just in case you're listening, Michelle. One of these times, we're gonna sit at that table with our own pictures, anybody notices, (laughs) and signed, signed some pictures, yeah. Uh, Wildcats general manager Richie Tebow also took part in the hockey card trades. Unsurprisingly, unsurprisingly, he enjoyed this day very much. Hmm. Quote, I'm trying to collect the entire series, I'm still a few card shorts. The guys love this kind of event, and they didn't hesitate to chance uh, chat with the youngsters and in. Uh, exchange cards with him, so that's why he makes his deals on. <laughs> he trades with kids, and then he uses that knowledge to see what uh, see what he can get. But that's gonna do it for this week. Again, don't forget, we still have the contest where you can win a Wildcast night out uh, with the help of our friends from Kelsey's. We have teamed up to give two tickets to the Bay Como game February 29th uh, against Moncton and a fifty dollar food voucher. Go to our Instagram. Make sure you follow both of us. Like, tag the person you want to bring for a bonus entry. Share it to your story. Tag both of us on your story, and you will get two bonus entries. The contest closes Monday the 26th, and uh, tonight, or Saturday at the Avenir Center, it is the second annual Pride Night. Good to see that they are doing another yes. one. We, honest to God, thought they were only going to do one. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. They, uh... I want to see some Pride tape. Yeah. yeah there's, a few, there's a few players out last year that had it hopefully it's something that all the players can uh, can partake in but that's it for us for jeremy i'm adam see you next week thanks for listening to another episode of the wildcast podcast follow us on social media at moncton wildcast <laughs>